Welcome to the Best of the God Reports podcast. I am your host, Rebecca, and I'm here with my husband, Sam. Today, we have a testimony interview with John Tamor, founder of The Crossbearers, a ministry devoted to presenting biblical Christianity within an Islamic context. When John was 14, he was reading Shakespeare and searching for heroes, he stumbled across the name Isa. This is the Arabic name for Jesus in the Quran. He says, I read the name of Jesus and became curious. When he asked his priest about Jesus, he was told that Moses and Jesus were brothers. When he asked how to find out more, they told him to find the book of Isa. Nobody had ever heard of the Bible. Tamor searched for a book of Isa for two years. Enjoy this raw telephone interview with journalist Mark Ellis from God Reports from 2012. For example, I was a Muslim, I'm Pashtun, um, and uh, I was uh, 15, 14 years old in a mosque. When I read the name of Jesus, I went to Madrasa. If I had not become Christian, I would have become Taliban. They were my people. But the Lord reached to me uh, right in the mosque. I read the name of Jesus in Quran and became curious and took me two years to find a New Testament. Not the Bible, just the New Testament, the book of Jesus, I called it. And that changed me. I got saved without the help of any individual. I did not say sinner's prayer. I did not go to any altar call because there was none. Nobody taught me. I simply believed the words of Jesus, swallowed them, and something happened. I was changing from inside out. I knew as a boy this book was different than any other books that I have read, including Quran. Now, um, within six months, I discovered that Jesus Christ was God Almighty in human flesh. If, if it's not so, then it's all fake. Where, where were you growing up? I wrote in a province called North West Frontier Province. The British named it. It's a buffer zone or border between Afghanistan and Pakistan, and the people there are Pashtun. They float between Afghanistan and northern, uh, northwest Pakistan. Okay. That's where the Middle East begins. So would That's you describe yourself as Pashtun? I'm Pashtun, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, I got saved reading the New Testament. Uh, nobody helped me. I, had, I did not meet Christians. Five years after my conversion, have no access to Bible until four years after my conversion. I said, that's it. And the Lord has been <clears throat> very real to me. <clears throat> so my Christological approach was not so much uh, uh, evangelical or Christian in the sense that I went to seminaries or school right then. It was later, way years later. But it was more of a biblical uh, Christ. And in the Islamic context, so that's, that, that's what we're teaching our converts. When they come to, uh, for example, I have these two houses that I rent, one for women, one for men. All the books there are Islamic books except one book, black book, that's the Bible. And when people come there, they don't touch Islamic books because they have seen it. They want to know what is this black book all about, and that's the Bible. And when they start reading, I say, listen, if you're serious, uh, you, you can be fed, you can stay here and read on. And there are people who have stayed there 13, 14 days and finished the Bible. I, we don't give them right away to take it out uh, because uh, it's a very, uh, it's, it's an environment I call it hospitable and hostile. There's nothing in between. So we live between hostile. And these workers, I call them monitors. 
they go into the same system as Muslims do. They go into Bible memory. We give them the book of Ephesians or Gospel of John, one of the two, which works, uh, those who are serious. And then phase two comes. Which, which uh, books? Uh, uh, well, the book of Ephesians speaks about new life in Christ. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, that's for those who are not uh, well-educated and um, who are, let's say, least educated. But mm-hmm. these books are mostly in Pashto or Urdu. I mean, I'm talking about scriptures. And if they're educated, then they go to Gospel of John because that's where, you know, they see Jesus as God Almighty. I am the great I am. So, so you, you, asked them, you asked them to memorize those books? Yes. yes. Uh-huh. I memorized the New Testament because I thought they'll snatch it away. I, I, since I was a Muslim, I thought every good Muslim memorized Quran. Naturally, Christians must be memorizing their books, so before I meet them, I better memorize. Mm-hmm. And that sustained me. That was the only thing that sustained me, because a lot happened. I was only a child, teenager then. No churches, no Christians, so, uh, but that was a good time. And now I realize I'm here for a season. I can teach them from mosque, madrasas to their universities. I mean, easy, uh, the approach is so different. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't westernize it, I don't so-called Christianize it, because there are so many questions on that. It is something I tell them you have missed and ignored for long, because of the limitation of the culture and, and your teachers. Uh, most of them are so inward and uh, regional, sectarian, and they realize, <clears throat> because they've reached to a point where they don't trust anybody, they're killing each other. So I happen to be there in right time. and. Um, but we have to change. Once they are in the community, I believe, and they take each other, they're away from home, they will be ostracized anything, I know, if they become Christian. So why not uh, make a transition and early on work on something? And there, from there, in the new society, based on Ephesians, you know, in the new community, they get out and do different things. They probably may pass by a church building and not even enter it. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, uh, in Pakistan and in Afghanistan, more people have seen uh, uh, the movie Passion than any movie, uh, including Ten Commandments and other over the years, or Jesus movie or Campus Crusade. Uh, it's a hit among Muslims. The, the Passion? Yeah. Isn't it, that great? It, it's, it's been there ever since it came. They, it was a pirated copy, most probably from Kuwait or Bahrain or one of the Gulf countries. And then it's sold in Pakistan for a dollar or two a piece, and people have VCRs, and then, you know, they spread the word, and 30, 40 people are watching it, or women are watching, and people are weeping. It, it, I've never seen a phenomenon like that. So everywhere I go, people ask questions, why he had to suffer like that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it real? Is it true? Did it really happen? Mm-hmm. And for what? I say, yes, um, that he liberated me. Mm. So uh, once I, I'm very convinced, once we have a community, the church will be in the middle. Uh, the church is not called a church per se; it's called Jamaat. Jamaat is a congregation, and uh, we use the word not Allah but Rab. Rab is the Persian word for God. Jamaat Rabani is, it, roughly speaking, congregation of God. And uh, look, uh, have a feel of uh, an Islamic uh, or an Eastern worship center, uh, but uh, not a westernized typical church, because if that's there, they will either burn it or... We've been shot out so many times. 
uh, I mean, where we. But one of the good thing about Islamic literature is if it's inside the house, and a lot of my literature has Quranic verses, they don't tear it and throw it or burn it, because uh, then um, they will be hurting their own cause. So, in a, in, a, in a sense, you are kind of like a, uh, you know, using. Uh, I guess the 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 analogy is good to the Messianic Jews who retained a lot of the culture. You may say that, and I use the word Messianic Muslim not so much for Christian Muslim, but for Muslims, mm -hmm. because uh, here in Los Angeles, I have used it for the Afro-Americans. Mm -hmm. uh, I work with two, three churches, and it has worked beautifully. They they shouted it. They love it. Hmm. Uh, I, I never thought I'll get such a response. And some of these churches are well-known. Uh, their pastors are national figures. Um, and they like it without knowing the detail of it. So it's an instant hit here. So I thought, why not you know, use it there? So the Muslims still are not sure about that. But it, uh, it, it saves me from a lot of... Uh, um, legalities and a lot of things that you need to do in that part of the world to be legitimate as a mm -hmm. uh, religious or Christian organization. Some Christians are very uptight because part of my time is spent teaching Christians, especially leaders, um, showing that uh, Jesus Christ is God, I mean Allah is legitimate. You see the Bible Society from Denver and, and a few other societies from, um, I think one from uh, Sydney, Australia, they are coming up with new Bible in which they use the word Allah for God, and for church they use the word Jamaat al-Mu'minin, the congregation of believers. So that how, is changing. How do you how do you spell that? Congregation of believers. Yeah, Jamaat J J A M A A T. Jamaat Jamaat is Arabic word for congregation or, or class, <coughs> like classroom. Mu'minin. M U M I N Mu'min. Singular, Mu'min is a believer in Arabic, and, it, and usually, typically, is a Muslim believer. But Mu'minin is plural. Jamaat, J A M W A T, Jamaat, and then uh, dash U L U. That's the Arabic, you know, grammar. Mu'minin, another dash, and then Mu'min, M A M U I N W E N. I hope I'm, yeah, Mu'minin. So uh, the congregation of believers. Mm -hmm. That's what the Bible Society is using, and they're using the word Allah. Uh, where in uh, Matthew 16, Jesus said, I will build my church, he says in that translation. It's in English, by the way. The Gospel of Matthew has come out, and it's a hit in the Islamic world. When I train pastors and leaders, everybody wants. I mean, people beg me. A woman came to me, and she said she has 3,000 students in her college, and she's the first Christian principal of a college in Karachi, and she has only 33 Christian girls. She needs that, and I ran out of that book. I had to UPS her uh, later on. She said, I must have that. It changes my whole approach, she said. Hmm. And, she, and she reads in the assembly in Karachi from that New Testament many times uh, portions of Scripture that now we will read from um, uh, the holy book, um, which is called uh, Torah or Injil. And 3,000 plus head bowed down. These are college girls. Wow. And she uses those words. Yes, yes. And the trouble comes when we start telling Muslims where they are wrong and where they have made mistakes. And they're very defensive. They have been defensive since colonialism and then capitalism. 
and also this terrorism thing. So, uh, but at the same time, there are a lot of people who are really hungry and seeking. And that that's what I say. Once you have this congregation, they have their identity. Some people say, John, you're outsmarting Islam. Well, that's what the attorney do in America. They, I mean, the attorney tell me in America, law, law is an art. In America, it's not a science. You've got to outsmart it. And that's what they do. And uh, so I, you can say I outsmart it, but what I do, I explain Islam from their book in the modern context. Everything moves in context. And then reinforce it with the, the Old Testament scripture. After all, part of Quran or Islamic theology is built on uh, Judeo-Christian scripture and tradition. The mm. other half is typical Meccan or Arabian. See, Muhammad had two sources of revelation. One was, uh, he, he said, I'm continuing what was in the, old, the tradition and the teaching of the prophets. That's the heart of Quran. It quotes again and again scripture from the Old Testament. For example, uh, the, in, in the heart of Quran, there's a chapter called Al-Maidah, meaning the table. Mm -hmm. And the context of that table is Jesus' miracle of feeding 5,000. Muslims don't know. I explain it. I said, do you know what happened? And there, Jesus performed that miracle. The focus is not so much on Jesus, but God providing food uh, to so many people. But that is actually Jesus' miracle, right, in Quran. Hmm. So there uh, you see, uh, and then a lot more, of course. Uh, Jesus is called uh, Kalamatullah, the Word of God in Quran. And that is again John 1. And Jesus is called Ruhullah, uh, the Spirit of God. Islamic meaning of spirit and the word are very Arabic and different. So we explain to them that, and then we go to the Greek understanding of Logos and then come into the Christian. They listen. Hmm. And, uh, That's and fascinating. I, but it's working. I think you need to be one of them and and uh, go on their level. Part of our approaches have been we go flashing our um, Western knowledge approaches. And it's like immigrant, you know, who go from England and America, take, you know, credit cards and whiskey and all those things. I mean, some people may come and have a good time with them, you know, and then after that, you know, they are not good people. It's that kind of approach. They're doubted. Their sincerity and integrity is doubted, but not in this approach. Um, but I tell our convert, you have to blossom where you're planted. Um, this is your call. And take the story of Jesus. At time, I become storyteller. They love stories. And tell them stories of Joseph and others. Um, and uh, it, 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 most, I think, good beginnings have done. Most of our problem is we have not overcome our own stereotypes and our own approaches. Now, going back to the moon god, there's no doubt that Abraham is the father of uh, believers. As my Muslim believe that he and his son Ishmael built the Kaaba, this cube-shaped building in mm -hmm. Mecca, which is supposed to be the holiest place of Islam. This was a shrine father and son built unto one god. And if you uh, look at the geography, uh, Abraham was not far from Mecca. Hmm. He will be close to what is now Basra, uh, which the British occupy in Iraq. And uh, most of that, 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 that harbor portion have been dried up and swallowed by deserts. But the water used to be pretty deep, uh, let's say 100 miles 
deeper. The, the Gulf was much bigger. Scientists mm -hmm. are working on that. Mm. And uh, Abraham come from that part, but his routing, uh, there was an article in Reader Digest a few years ago, an excellent article. They did some research on his routing. And when you read that article, you'll be fascinated that there are dots that need to be connected. And then uh, the Islamic tradition, Arabic tradition, connect those dots even for us Christians. And he is the father of all faithful. And Quran repeated says, all Ibrahim, the children of Abraham, which are the Jews, and uh, Christian and the Muslim. Muslim through Ishmael, Jews through Isaac, and we Christian by faith. Now, uh, it, it, it calls upon believer to bless them every day, pray over them, this kind of thing. And Abraham was, his father was a moon worshiper, of course, and, uh, and um, if we go into detail, he could have easily walked toward Mecca. And even if he did not, if Muslims say that, I say, okay, we accept so many things, you know, about personalities and places for their sake. And uh, in that cube-shaped building, uh, following uh, Abraham until the time of Moses, uh, it became a shrine of idols. It has all kind of idols, including uh, Orthodox Christian icons. And among them, 360 deities, different deities for different tribes and people like you, you see in the Hindu religion, about 33 million gods in India. It was that kind of thing. It was affected by the Rashtra religion, Hinduism, Syrian, and then uh, Army, and these Christian, what they call um, Nestorians. Mm -hmm. You know, Tariq Aziz in Iraq and many people are Nestorians. Mm -hmm. And that church still exists. 10% uh, of that church lives in Chicago and Turlock in Modesto. Mm. Same tradition. They're very ethnic. I have some friends. These people taught Muhammad. Uh, his his wife, Khatija, was a Christian. He, she cannot be Jew. She cannot be pagan. She was older than him. She funded him. And the Christian teachings were very, very strong. But uh, sadly, the Nestorian could not explain uh, doctrine like Trinity and the the unity of God, because there's so much on the unity of God in the Old Testament throughout the New Testament. Trinity is a New Testament phenomenon, as we see it, uh, you know, at the Incarnation and the Holy Spirit and all that. But before that, uh, you see it in types and shadows and prophecies. It's so different. So this man, who could not read and write, he had to heavily depend on these people. Among 33, uh, 360 gods, there was a god named Al-Ilah. Not Allah, Alila. It sounds like Allah. So the Western scholars, especially the British and other, they thought it could be Allah, but that hmm. was not so. What? How do you spell that? Al, like Al, A L Al, mm -hmm. and dash Ila, I L L A Ila, uh, okay. I L L A E A R. You can add uh, two spelling I L L A H Ila. Mm -hmm. So Al Ila, that was that was the one most people focus on. Mm -hmm. There are a couple of scholars, they went deep into it, but again, you see, a Christian scholar has to, uh, he has his own target audience, they're Christians. Uh, he don't want to displease them. <laughs> mm -hmm. And there comes a little dishonesty or injustice, you know, in that area. So, moon god, is, is there, symbol of Islam is the a new moon. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dr. Dudley Woodbury says the symbol of Islam, Hilal, Hil Arabic word is Hilal, H-I-L-A-L, Hilal, new moon. It's a reflector of light and absorber of darkness. 
that that's how it is because it appears for a while and disappears and that is connected to uh, abraham as as moon god and that, that link is there mhm but muslim do not worship moon at all uh, a minority who really read quran and understand it and among them the sunnis and wahhabis that's the brand of islam saudi arab practice and that's the brand they fund they will not fund any other brand mhm but wahhabi all the mujahideen who fought uh, um uh, russians they were uh, mostly mujahid uh, sorry wahhabis uh, this is religion started by a man called wahhabullah in saudi arabia and then when nasir kicked out ikhwan al muslimin the muslim brotherhood out of the country they went they were all sunnis from egypt they built it and hence the next generation was uh, people like osama bin laden mm and many others but they were devout first class muslims they don't believe much in shrines or holy men and folk tradition they fo- focus very heavily uh, on on quran and one god and of course uh, teaching of muhammad mm-hmm. so this this uh going back to kaaba cube shaped shrine that is covered with black uh, cloth um uh, and there is a stone in that with people kiss and worship which originally was white they said but when adam sinned it became black hence uh, sangi aswad our black stone is there uh, and it, it has you know another theology and links with that but the black is a very important color it's not the color of muslim which is green or it's not the color they wear in desert which is white why black and uh, it is very heavily connected with sinfulness of man and the redemption of god among few other things so among all these 360 god every year syrian christians syria was a cradle of evangelical christianity there were 10000 churches at the time of muhammad uh syrian christian and then assyria which is in iraq nineveh is still there that's a different thing assyria and syria two different nations syrian nation is different assyrian people are different mm-hmm. armenian just like armenian so um they would attack and the ethiopian christian they were called abyssinians they actually rescued islam when the trouble came muhammad went and his people went and stayed on there for a few months and they then helped them every year turn by turn they would attack makkah and destroy it and loot it and take the wealth and you know booty uh so it was not islamic tradition to uh, do it i mean destroy it and attack it mm-hmm. muhammad followed in the tradition of christian mm-hmm. they were Uh, yearly ritual which turned into now a pilgrimage he said see how the curse became blessing and violence became peace the muslim go there in big number it's obligatory for muslim to visit that place once in a lifetime and some of the symbols amazingly uh judeo christians hmm. so this this when muhammad said uh he said destroy every idol except the picture of jesus and mary and until 30 40 years after muhammad's death uh muslim were bowing down and those uh pictures were there hmm. and muhammad said satan touches every child born to a woman except jesus the son of mary mm-hmm. there's a man called cyril glass he wrote in encyclopedia on islam it's a, it's a classic uh, in its own class western man american and muslim respected because so honest and cyril glass Uh no sir there was a silver glass in fuller this is different glass i'm mm. sorry you have to look up um, 
If you want the name, I can give it to you. Yes. It's uh, available in the market. In my opinion, this is one of the best work, uh, in addition to Montgomery Ward's books on Muhammad. Cyril uh, wrote, uh, I just came to my room and I thought I had a copy here somewhere. I keep it handy. Um, actually, um, I, I told somebody the other day it should be on, on a DVD or CD. Um, I have almost every uh, work done by Muslim. I read Muslims uh, uh, see their point of view because I've become so confident and mm -hmm. uh, I and then take it from there. Um, hmm. um, I think I did not give you the right name, but I'll find out. I'll find out. Uh, Montgomery Watt wrote a book called Muhammad. I mean, there are two called Muhammad of Mecca and Muhammad of Medina. He was a professor in Edinburgh. Hmm. That, that is, uh, uh, in my opinion, because I met him many years ago when I was in England. Hmm. And he says, uh, at time, I think there are two different Muhammads. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's his understanding. But remarkable person. Uh, this is another fellow who Muslims respected because he trained some of the imams of Mecca. Hmm. Uh, yeah, he was a man of that caliber, Bishop Kenneth Craig and Montgomery Ward, two British names, stand very tall among the Muslims. Uh, but again, because of prejudice, historic prejudices, and a lot of other factors, we... Yeah, it's called the Concise Encyclopedia of Islam by Harper Collins. Hmm. And the general editor is Cyril, C-Y-R-I-L. Last name spelled G L A S S E. Glass. Okay. The concise, the concise encyclopedia of Islam. I think it's an excellent work. Every Christian uh, um, um, leader of Islam should have it. This is one of the works. Mm -hmm. And of course, there are a lot of work done in Arabic and Persian and Urdu and other languages are now in India by Muslim people. They are remarkable. Mm hmm. And, uh, I mean, every believer will respect and elevate his faith. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, want, I want to go back to your conversion because it's such an uh, unusual story. Yes. Uh, what, where were you in the Quran when you noticed uh, the reference to Jesus, and how did that, how did that really grab well, you? Well, three chapters stand very tall in my mind, and I went... Uh, I couldn't help but I went to them many times, several times, I remember that. One is called Al-Mariam, that is Mary, there's a chapter called Mary. Okay. And there's another word, Al-Umran. Uh, Al-Umran is a very heavy text about Jesus in which he says uh, when he was born of Mary. And the third will be um, uh, Al-Bukhara. I mentioned Maida, the table also, but that did not hit me at then. But these these three passages, um, and then of course there's much more. There are about 130 references on Jesus and okay. Christians. And you were 14 years old. I was, well, I was sent to mosque because in that part, high school, as we know it, uh, um, government-run or private schools were very scarce. Most of the schools were mosque-run madrasas, like you see. Mm-hmm. So every child, male child in Pashtun tribe is sent to mosque at the age of four. It's, it was a custom then. 
to read, recite, and memorize Quran. So at the age of four, I did not uh, understand my own dialect, uh, which was not Urdu or Persian, but it's a daughter of Persian in that part. Persian dominated it because Afghanistan once was uh, a province of Persia. In mm -hmm. um, Arabic, so you, what, what the children do, they mimic or they copy the priest, who is usually Muslim Mullah, who is very heavy-handed. Mm. You memorize it out of fear. Mm. So from the age of four, uh, like a parent, <laughs> and uh, it went on, especially during revival time, which is usually the fasting month of Ramadan in the Muslim world. They believe that if you fast your sins that you committed 11 months ago could be forgiven and you stand clean again to start a new year. And Quran came from heaven intact as it is on the 21st of the night, 21st of the month of Ramadan, which is starting from October 15 to November 15, one month soon. Uh, and uh, something, when I read the name of Jesus, <coughs> uh, appealed to me, his name. At that was the time I was looking for ideals or, or heroes, and mostly through the books in my case. I was reading a lot of uh, Indian books, Persian books. I read Shakespeare in Persian uh, at that time. In the, in the Persians are way ahead. I speak seven languages, including, um, you know, Persian a little bit and Arabic, I read and write. Hmm. But the other dialect, like Afghanistan's language and India's language, Hindi, Urdu, and Punjabi, and Saraiki, and few. Um, but when I read the name, uh, it appealed to me somehow. And when I asked the priest who was Isa, it was not Jesus, but it was Isa. He said, well, Isa, Jesus, and Musa, Moses, they were brothers. Hmm. How, you know, backward they were. And to back up his case, uh, he said, do you know those towns, the district in Pakistan? Uh, and it has two cities side by side. One is uh, Musa Fail, one is Isa Fail. Fail is usually uh, the clan or um, where the family, extended family lives. So two villages named after that. And, and Isa, Jesus is a common name among Muslims. Hmm. You'll find men like Isa Khan, cities, uh, Musa. Daud, David, Ayub, Job, these are very popular names. Mm -hmm. Even Elijah, which is Elias in um, Arabic. They don't know, but this is what I do, you know, I fill up the gaps um, and then connect them to the Bible. Anyway, and oh, when I was 14, 15, uh, the name began to just appeal to me. I was attracted to it. Now I know in retrospect it was Holy Spirit. At that time I did not know. I thought it was my curiosity. And being a strong-willed child, uh, the more people stop me, the more determined I began. So I see two sides to it. And when I asked, uh, how can I find about Jesus, they said, you have to read the book of Jesus. Nobody knew there was a book called Bible, let alone New or Old Testament. So I began to look for the book of Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, so it took me almost two years, and it was a miracle. <clears throat> Um, one of the missionaries who some people link with Evangelical Mission Alliance, but I'm not sure, I'm still searching for the source, had come to a town on a hit and run um, day. He had a stu stack of smaller books, New Testament in his hand, and when I saw him from distance, I just left the boys and cycled toward him. And he looked at me and greeted me like a Muslim, and he said, this is the book of Isa. This is the book of Jesus, he said. It hit me like a bullet. I was almost paralyzed. Uh, 
Hmm. How much is it? I said. He said nobody can pay the price for it, but if you want it, you can give me whatever you like to. So I have about twenty cents in my pocket at that time. I took the book of Jesus instead of going with the boys. Went back home and uh, went to ritualistic cleansing. You know, like the Muslim clean themselves and Jews before the prayer and worship and start reading the New Testament. Did not understand the beginning, but when I read to chapter five or six, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. That hit me. It just <clears throat> later I internalized it. I couldn't take it off, but it came like a like something supernatural, unusual went back in my mind. Did you start with Matthew? Yes, I uh -huh. start with the beginning. Uh, it's the Urdu Bible. It was in Urdu. It's a Persian script. It's from right to left. It's not from left to right. So all the Arabic, uh, Hebrew, and uh, Persian and Urdu script. I mean, all the Semitic literature start from right to left. And who was this person you, you got it from? I think he was a missionary who used to go periodically out of his uh, uh, camp and distribute the Bible that sold them. Okay. I, I talked to many of uh, his missions, so they they suspect a man who, for me, was an angel. <laughs> mm -hmm. So now during it was a two-year period between when you first saw the name and when you got the Bible. Mm -hmm. Now, were you praying to get a Bible, or did you know that a Bible even existed? Um, I I I knew that there was a book called the Book of Jesus. Because when I went to libraries, when I asked the teacher, they said, uh -huh, what do you, why do you want it for? Why do you want to become a Christian? What are you up to, boy? They knew I, I, was, I was very good. I, I was a sinner, but I was a good sinner. I was, I was in very high profile. Good athlete, good student, good family. Everything was going for me. And suddenly, uh, in a closed society, when you start taking radical steps, the world gets around. So the boys said, what are you up to? Hmm. So I said, gee, let me... Now, I'm being accused of something uh, or, 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 you know, connected with something I've not even seen. So there was a Christian boy that I met, and I begged him to get me a book of Jesus. And he got so scared, he never returned to school again, changed the school. You're kidding. Huh? No, it's, it's a fact, because the, the, he thought they would stone him or kill him. Hmm. So when, uh, sometime I would cycle 30, 40 miles, they would tell me there was a Christian gathering at church, or, and I asked them for the book of Jesus. People would say, oh, we'll get you one, and think, but nobody will give me. I mean, they were so scared. One Christian uh, pastor, he was a Protestant, he said, if I give you a New Testament, they'll come and burn uh, my building, and my people are poor, and they're only 30, 40, you know, people I care for. So I did not meet him again, fearing that... Uh, I mean, it was very hard, and then moved to a bigger city, went to a bigger city, and went to a Sai Roman Catholic Church, and uh, the wicker fell in love with me, liked me, he was a Dutch man, but the, uh, his bishop, Hetinga, he used to play uh, bridge with President, then President Ayub Khan of Pakistan, and uh, he said, uh, my, he ran a co convent, and one of my cousins was studying there. Her dad was my father's cousin and brother-in-law, married to my father's sister. And he was the head of the whole nation. He was defense secretary. And, and, and these schools came under him. He said, if I give you a Christian Bible, I'm at risk. The risk is far greater than, you know, the chance. Um, I would like to 
he flatly refused to give me. But the vicar gave me a book on catechism. Uh, it was called Dutch Catechism or Catholic Catechism, uh, which I tried. I could not understand. <laughs> no. It, it was a long story, but but that vicar kept on writing to me until years after that my search for truth uh, may have to continue. Uh, that that was uh, his view. But he was a very dear fellow. That is so amazing to me, the, the difficulty you had, even among Christians, to obtain a Bible. Yeah. Now it's more readily available in some parts. Uh, mm. We teach uh, Christian texts that I did not give it to him. He came and asked for it, or she came. The same thing for Baptists in Malaysia, because Malay pastors don't baptize the Muslim. They're afraid it's against the law. So mm. we need to work. And that's where I said we need to outsmart some of these things. Uh, tell me again where this, how you met this missionary. Um, it would be uh, 30 miles north of uh, Islamabad, which is the Islamist uh, Muslim religion, Abad, the city of Islam. That's the capital of Pakistan. Mm -hmm. It's 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 not on the way to Peshawar, Northwest Frontier Province. See, I, I was close to my own province, but then uh, my father had a job in a bigger city, um, so we moved. Uh, and and on motorbike and on bicycle, I I mean we boys had nothing like you know boys have here. We used to go you know just for 50 mile ride or thing like this. And uh, wherever I went, uh, I would just ask, uh, you know, where the Christians were or convent were, you know, and where could I obtain that book? Isn't that so? so for a two-year period, hmm? you were searching for that book. Yes, and I would reinforce uh, uh, my quest, uh, going back and forth to Quran, checking whether it was real or no. So I, as far as I was concerned, as a Muslim, I had the legitimacy to look for that book. Uh, because uh, my insight and intuition were that uh, uh, Jesus was part of Islam, and uh, he was before other prophets and Muhammad and all that. Mm -hmm. And then as I searched for him more and more, I, I would ask questions. They said, oh, he, he never had a sword. Uh, he never hurt anybody. His message was miracles, because there are miracles in Quran attributed to Jesus who are basically taken from um, Nestorian tradition or Apocrypha where Jesus take a bird, I mean makes a bird out of clay and puffs life into it and Quran says, uh, look I gave Jesus power, Allah says that he had the ability to do this. I mean in other words he was a creator, nobody is a creator mm -hmm. and then he did not die, uh, he is alive, he's coming back again, that's again eternity. So these are aspects which most Muslims don't take time. So I say conversion, uh, there's a difference between education and revelation. I have revelation as a boy, most people don't uh, and that's, that, that, that's an amazing, um, uh, I would say, aspect of my life that they are better Muslim than me, still are, who pray five times a day, yet the Holy Spirit fell on me. Mm. But it was a, so that's why when I deal with Muslim, it's not one, two, three. Being an evangelist, I give altar call, people come, but I don't do with Muslim. It's not that kind. It's a process. The solid convert's mind need to be washed with the Word of God and rooted uh, in Christ or Scripture before we can do anything. Mm -hmm. So that's why a lot of memory came, because it was true for me, and uh, 
she at one time uh, used to train the staff of Campus Crusade for Pakistan in Pakistan. Uh, I had about 50 plus uh, college graduates. Mostly they were all from Christian background. Hmm. Yet they yet they were not witness to Muslim. They were afraid. Hmm. They were getting salary paid. So we had difficulties. And up to this day, uh, I, I was talking to Bailey Marks, one of the senior vice president of Campus Crusade, who brought me in. The work of Campus Crusade for Pakistan, uh, Christ in Pakistan, Iran, and Afghanistan have, neck and, uh, have not taken grounds. They, they have people coming, they take a lot of money, things happen, but then they get paralyzed. They cannot reach out to Muslims. Mm. They circle around Christian minority, which is about 1 to 2 percent, which is important, no doubt. But then you cannot evangelize the nation by, you know, um, just simply, you know, entertaining a group of, you know, two-person nation who would not witness. Mm-hmm. So these college graduates would not. Uh, so that, I, I became very convinced that evangelism is the byproduct of the Holy Spirit. And unless people are rooted into the scripture and truly believe and live by it, they, they cannot share by reading the four spiritual laws or anything. Right. Now, would it be dangerous for a Westerner to do what you do? Uh, at the moment, um, it is, but I'm, I'm planning to take teams and uh, I'll, I'll host them. You see, uh, one of the things I do, I go to the local governor or uh, our local Muslim chiefs and I say, listen, uh, we are here to do, I'm here to make Muslim good Muslims. That's my approach. Mm-hmm. Because a good Muslim, according to Islam, is one who believes in the prophets, one who believes in all the books, one who is virtuous, one who is this, this, this. So based on those qualifications, otherwise we don't communicate. Uh, we have to respect Muhammad, we have to respect the religion, we have to respect and uh, believe in one God. I said, your God, Muhammad used to say to Christian, oh, Christian, your God and our God is one and the same. Because of his wife, Khotija, and the influence of Tastorians, he never, 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 he never accused uh, uh, Christians for being blasphemers. Mm-hmm. He, he did accuse the Jews, of course, but not the Christian. But then uh, he, there came a time, he said, they are Christians uh, who pervert the truth of God. And that is, uh, the Trinity in Quran is Mary, Jesus, and God. Mm-hmm. It's not a Christian Trinity. It is not a Roman Catholic Trinity. It never was. But the Nestorian monk believed in that way. And that's how he took it in Quran. Hmm. To go to God the Father, you have to go to God the Son. To go to God the Son, you have to go through God the Mama. Hmm. He said, no, being an Arab, uh, you know, these uh, macho uh, <laughs> uh, men in that part of the world still uh, keep women, you know, at a distance and have their role carved out of traditions. So women have a role, yes, as a mother, sister, uh, on and on, but not uh, equal. Islam does not allow uh, women to be equal legally and in many ways socially. Mm-hmm. In other words, if a woman is raped, her witness cannot be accepted by the Muslim there unless she has a alibi and she has a witness female. Two, the witness of two women is wit- equal to witness of one man in Saudi Arabia and many Muslim countries. Why has the church failed to evangelize Muslims? Um, the church focused on tradition. The church... You see, all these countries that Islam is sitting on, they were Muslim countries. And uh, the Christians have a fear from the very beginning that they will come destroy and this will happen. 
And when I talk to these bishops and church leaders, say, oh, God will do his work. His time has not come. Let's pray for it. And I feel like saying, shame on you. I mean, why he gave us a great commission? So uh, most, most of their fears are uh, built on uh, um, a hypothetical or some historical event that has happened, and they, they reenact them again and again. Second is, in the Islamic nations, Islam is the law. The state is the agent to implement it. Whether it's a Shia Islam in uh, uh, Iran or Sunni Islam in Saudi Arabia. So the judge or whoever is there, he sits in and interprets the law in the Islamic context for Islamic interest. Mm-hmm. Thirdly, Christians have never taken initiative. The Bible teaches, lesser is always blessed by the greater. We are told to go, not to wait. And we don't go. I mean, there are places I have gone to these uh, uh, where Christian told me we'll never get a permission for the Christian meeting convention. Went to the authorities, talked to them. They said, thank you, sir, for coming. Nobody ever came to us. Hmm. Nobody ever requested. I said, look, these Christians have educated your people. Perhaps you or your relatives. There's not a single family in that part which is not affected by Christian education system or uh, they have not been to Christian hospitals or things like these. They've been serving you. Uh, they're here to make help Muslim, and I'm here to make Muslim good Muslims. <laughs> and again, some Christian say, what? But it works. Mm-hmm. So I, I go to the city authority and say, if I raise some money and build something, would you give me a piece of land? They say, I say, you give to Muslim. Why would you not give it to me when I want to do for you people? So I'm more than one person told me, as long as I'm in the office, I'll help you. I'll give you a piece of land. Lease you for 99 years. Or let mm-hmm. me get it extended. Things like these are happening. But we need people with guts, and mm. uh, yeah, you see, most of the time a, uh, a Christian witness struggle to make himself to create a witness that will suit, uh, uh, will be viable and acceptable by the church. He never takes time in practice to create approaches and think like Muslim that this this is what will work among Muslim, regardless of what people think inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's where support comes from, money comes from, money goes bad for reporting and prayers. And I've seen people spending thousands of dollars going to places uh, and say, we have gone for intercessory walk and come back. I say, listen, intercession without pro- proclamation is unbiblical. Mm-hmm. You don't see anything in the Bible. You went, you did, I mean, that far, spent $3,000 for, did not even give a single track. That is that is, that is where the mistakes are. I mean, a lot of, too much education in America with no deployment, especially in the context of Muslims. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we see a Muslim who become Christian and we beat the drum, advertise too much, and eventually this person does not integrate in the church, does not become westernized, because he, he will be a dualist and pluralist as long as his mind is not washed with the Word of God, and that's where scripture memory helps. And secondly, Jesus Christ is not truly rooted in him. Mm. Uh, unless he addresses every issue uh, with reference to Christ, like the early church did, he cannot survive because the tug of Islam is so strong. They have family, they have community, they have love, they follow each other, which in, the, in, in a rugged individualism, in a culture where people are so fragmented and individualized, mm. thing will not work. He will become lonely, he gets depressed, he, he goes back or he compromises. 
nine out of ten Muslims return back within five years. If not... Uh, nine out of ten know, what? Uh, Muslim convert. Muslim will become Christian. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, majority. It used to be less, but it's going more. And those who survive, I mean, those Persian and Arabs and many professional I know in England here who married Western spouses or whose children are grown up, they are standing on a crossroad. They don't know what to do with their children. Mm. And I, I struggle with the same thing, my children and identity crisis. My daughter married a Lebanese. My son went to U.S. Army because uh, um, every, everywhere he would make you know, friends in the city, and we had questions. Mm. And to tell you the truth, there came the time my wife and I were afraid to send our kid to certain youth meetings in the church. Mm. And, and this, this, this is an issue, you know, we need to dis really discuss. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have be the culture affects us no matter where we are. And if we now, where, where were your kids living? Uh, my kids, uh, my daughter was born in London, England, Hammersmith, and she's 26. My son was born here, right here in L.A., uh, in Glendale. We live in Pasadena. Mm -hmm. California. Closely. But are you saying you were afraid to, to let your children go to youth meetings here? Right. In Southern California. In Southern California. Yes. Yes. Because they would be so in, indoctrinated by a, a, Christ, a cultural Christianity? Well, it was Christless, uh, cultural Hollywood plus combination of everything. I mean, I, I wanted to know who the youth leader was. I've been a youth worker myself. I wanted to know. And after going to military, you know, my, my son, you know, everything I said is becoming so real, and he's struggling to, you know, become assistant to the chaplain, and then uh, he, he he's, he's changing his whole thing. Before going, he wanted to be a ranger, a very adventurous, very athletic. Mm -hmm. And his whole, everything is changing because everything I said to him about Jesus, the truth, it became, you know, hit him home. Uh, it became very real. <clears throat> and because he saw... You know, even in a very well-organized organization, other side of evil too. So wherever he turned, he he he, he find the word of Jesus true. Hmm. And my stand, uh, he begins to appreciate more and more. Hmm. Uh, he said, uh, "Dad, I wish you know I work with you." He said it recently. He wrote it before that. He never did. Hmm. I mean, he said, uh, "In so many ways, I'm a loser. I, lo I lost my family. I lost my culture." <laughs> And you cannot replant or engraft yourself except in Christ, in cultures. It's impossible. Hmm. You will always be a dualist or pluralist. Hmm. And I mean, it's not only me. My house is flooded with Muslims, 40, 50. Anytime we will give, I tell my wife, we have a dinner, I invite people come. Even if we don't invite people, two, three families, the new families will contact us. They have questions. They bring the young people. They say, hey, you talk to young people like no mullah can talk. And they want to talk to you about Islam. Thanks for listening to the Best of the God Reports podcast. To discover more interesting testimonies and articles on what God's doing around the world, go to godreports.com or check out some previous episodes on the Best of the God Reports podcast.